That's okay, okay, but, so that was like two things right on top of each other. But yeah, like he said, I'm Mariah Wheelhouse. I don't know if, I've met some of you, I try to talk to you, I'm not here every single week, but yeah. Okay, but so yeah, so you saw the guy in the first video, right? He was totally just focused on his phone, slid down so many stairs, but then they showed him at the end. He looked pretty good, in my opinion, for falling that far. But still, I mean, he probably had a lot of bruises and stuff. But then that song, the song is a song called I Don't Really Care, and it's by Matt Carney, but that is what inspired partially or triggered what I'm talking about today. And so the words that were up there were, I'm so tired of this weather, feel it down to my bones. Even when we're together, we just stare at our phones. Can we just watch the sunset and forget how we compare? And then he says, I just wish I could say, I don't really care. And I don't know about you guys, but I know that to me, that really applies because I don't know, like we all have these, right? We spend a decent amount of time on them, like a lot. And probably like what? Probably almost every hour of the day, you check this, right? And you probably maybe check it when you wake up. You probably check it when you're at school or when you're doing school. You probably check it before you go to bed. And probably several times in the middle, even though I pretty much said almost every part of the day right there. But somehow we do it even more. And that's not all bad, but it's not all good either. And so I know that you all have phones right now, and I know because I've seen that sometimes, even when we're here, we're still on them. And so I'm gonna ask that if you have your phone, that just for the next 20 minutes, even a little shorter than that, so you better listen, because I have a limited amount of time, which means I'm gonna talk really fast, to put them away, because I don't feel, but I know that God has sent me here to say, to talk about this. And if you're looking at your phone, then you're gonna miss it and you'll be literally a statistic in what I'm about to say. So then I guess we'll just have an example in the room, but I don't think you wanna be the example in the room. So at least I wouldn't wanna be, but to each their own, so. But, and also, God has like rearranged this several times. So if I look at my notes a lot, that's because it's not as committed to memory as I would prefer, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect to be good. So, but so really quick, Things that we have now because of social media. So we have things like virtual reality, right? TikTok, which I was talking to some of you about before this, that you guys make TikToks. Reels, people can connect to each other states away from each other, right? People have met on Instagram, on like TikTok, things like that, who have ne would have never would have connected if it wouldn't have been for social media, which is pretty cool. But at the same time, there's also some negatives. So really quick, I'm just gonna go through some facts about social media that isn't exactly the best. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm so excited about this, I'm out of breath. I'm gonna need to take a breath, like, <gasps> can you guys take a breath with me? Like, <sighs> okay, one more time. <sighs> oh yeah, it feels good, all right. Oh yeah, I see, it's, I sound better now too. Okay, so here's some facts. I'm gonna say I'm kinda fast, okay? So TikTok has been linked to de decreased attention spans when used for more than 90 minutes a day. I know 90 minutes sounds like a long time, but, oh, you guys are shaking your head. You're saying, no, that's not a long time. I'm like, oh, dang, okay, wow, okay, so never mind. <laughs> that is not good then. Na the National Institute of Mental Health found increased social media intake can increase depression. And you know how whenever you're in, a, like you're having a really good day, and it's going really good, right? So what do you do? You're in the car, 
and you hope it's nice outside. And if it is, you roll your windows down. If you can drive, I guess, maybe not everyone can drive, but, or if you're not driving, you ask the person who is driving to put on your favorite song, right? Because you're having a really good day, so you want to sing your favorite song. And that, that's what we do. But we do the same thing when we're depressed, when we listen to a sad song. But we, you know what else? We do that same thing with content a lot of times on social media. And we'll look at things that, that align with how we feel at the time. Which that might be how we feel, but that's not necessarily what's true. But that's not, that's not good. That's not good. We scroll, you know, scroll. I know you all know, but so much that sometimes we aren't even aware that we're scrolling anymore. We do it subconsciously. People spend, people, this is like just people, the whole like population of America, spending on average two and a half hours a day on social media. That's not even the phone, that's on social media. But then in America, what is it, 12 to 19 year olds, you wanna know how much time on average they spend? Your guess is 10? You're right. It's, well, it's almost. It's like, it's five to nine hours a day. That is crazy. I think sometimes we do not realize how much time we're spending on our phones. That is so much. If you think about that in terms of your life with how young you are now, that's like, that's so much. That's literally so much. But then we do that and then we get depressed because then we compare and measure up and look at what other people are doing, how other people are doing it, and we just go in this cycle of doing it all the time. And then we don't want to make decisions either because we're like, oh my gosh, but this person has it so perfect. How am I ever going to be like that? Da 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 da. And we just go on and on and on. We're just in this cycle and we become more depressed and more alone while yet we're more connected than ever. It seems so backwards, right? So why? Why is it like that? It's because when we're scrolling or when we're posting, it feels good. Because there's this thing, you've probably heard about it before, someone's probably already told you, but it's called, I'm probably gonna mispronounce it too, but it's called dopamine. And it's a happiness chemical in our brains when we receive likes, follows, compliments, and even when we view like images that are aesthetically pleasing. When Instagram was originally created, it was originally created to activate like deep human needs, like social interaction, acceptance, and approval. But it also ramps up our worst fears, bullying, FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, upward comparison, which is what I was talking about. We're always looking at how someone else or something else is perfect. So we're like, why would I even start? Because it's obviously not gonna look like that at the beginning. And then also feeling depressed. I'm almost done with the depressing part, okay. But 80% of the content on Instagram is self-reference. In other words, people posting about themselves. That's more than twice the rate found in normal conversations. So exactly how social are we really being on social media is kind of interesting to think about. Or it really would be called self media, self-proclaiming media, you could call it. We, but something about that that's kind of scary is we become what we behold. So if what we're beholding all day is all these things that we think that we cannot compare to that are way beyond us or that are always so seemingly perfect, that, we're, that means we're just gonna be striving 
to, we're just always going to be striving for more, striving for more, striving for more. Well, that's not bad, but God has things exactly where we are. And, and but we have to let go of some of those other things that we're always looking at. But if we're always looking at it, it, it'll be hard for us to let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So we have become a generation that cares so much about what other people think. We let our choices, mindsets, and character all be changed simply because of what other people are doing or what we think other people think we should be doing. And obviously, I'm not talking about like parents or youth leaders or people that you know you should be listening to. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about like all the people and all the things that you're looking at while you're scrolling. Okay. But we are a generation that has so much potential for positive influence because we have like access to like, in a way, anyone in the world in our pockets all the time. But if we're so busy comparing and striving and looking at what everyone else is doing and just trying to do and be like what everyone else is doing, we won't be able to influence. So we have to be willing to be different, to do things different and to set boundaries. Otherwise, we'll just be like everyone else. Yeah. So, and when we compare, it'll, it steals our joy, confidence, and our sense of purpose. And I know that's true because I have, well, I didn't get social media until I was 18, which I'm 23, so I'm a little bit older than you guys, but still, a lot of people were already having social media before then. And, but I didn't get it. And the reason that I did get it was because I wanted to use it to make like a positive influence for Jesus, right? And then I had it for a little bit and that's like the main focus of what I was doing. And then it kind of turned into just like a normal Instagram account that anyone would have. And I'll talk about Jesus sometimes. But now God is like showing me that that's what I'm supposed to use it for, right? But there's several years in the middle where I really didn't. I didn't use it like necessarily for bad reasons, but it was more like self-promoting reasons, which isn't all bad either. I'm not saying you can't like post a picture of you like you're eating ice cream and you're really happy about it. That's not all bad. I'm just saying it matters to heart. And so anyways, but I didn't, I used those years or didn't use them because I was scared of what other people would think, scared of how I would compare, yada, 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 all the things. When we compare, it just steals us of the potential but that we do have. We get so caught up in what he said or she said or what they're doing or she's doing that we totally miss and don't even think about what God says and what is true about ourselves and society. In Romans 12, 2, it, should, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and accept, acceptable. And then in Corinthians 3, 2, it says, set your affection on things above and not on things on earth. So, but even though we read that and we come here, so we know things like that are true, but still when we leave, we, I, like I said at the beginning, whenever you're alone and you're bored, what do we do? scroll, whenever we are, have a break or we're in a waiting room, instead of looking at the people that we could possibly talk to around us, that seems absurd, right? We scroll, like any opportunity that we have, we're just scrolling, looking, scrolling, looking, listening, and just doing it over and over and over. And it's creating unrealistic expectations in us that cannot even, a lot of them can't even be attained. 
and a lot of them aren't even supposed to be attained because God is doing different things in different people. And the illusion that the world tries to get us to follow, like I said, like they, they like hang this thing like that. Everything can be perfect in every area of your life at all times. Not true. That is not true. And that, that can never be attained. The only way that that can be attained is when we're, when we're with Jesus in heaven and he makes us perfect. That's when that will happen. Not before then. But, but we will never be free unless we realize that that's true and realize that God has a better way. But do you guys want to know how? Yeah. Okay. So how? And so I have four points of how. And here's the first one. We have to realize that we need discernment. And we need discernment on social media. It can't just be whatever you want, whenever you want, all the time. No, you need, we need, I need boundaries. We need boundaries. And everything you see on Instagram, social media, TikTok, just because you see it, (laughs) TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Okay. But just because you see it there does not mean that you should have seen it does not mean that it's good you saw it and does not mean that you should continue. Like, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things out there that are just totally wrong. You were never meant to see that your whole entire life, but yet it's just in front of your face because of social media. But you need to, when you're looking at it, you can't just accept that. No, you need to know I'm not supposed to see that ever. So like set something on your phone where you can't see certain things or have someone that's like, you know, if there's, you know what I mean? Like, you need to realize, even if it's someone on social media that you look up to, but at this time in your life, it's, like, too sensitive for you to be following them because you're always comparing to that person. Or, like, oh, my gosh, it's not as good as her. Or, oh, my gosh, I can't do it. I'm not as strong as him. Then take a break. Take a break. It's okay. When you're a little further on in that, then maybe you can refollow that person, and it'll be okay. But if it's causing you to stumble that much, you don't need it. You don't need it. There's people that are actually, not that they're not actually in your life or God can't use them, but there are people that are actually like right here in your life that can like encourage you and be there for you. <laughs> you don't have a phone? It's okay. It's okay. That's okay. It's okay. You will one day. So it's okay. Okay. But social media is full of outward appearance, appearances, but God looks at the heart behind those. And it says that in 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at outward appearance, but God looks at the heart, which is very true. In our day, everything has to be aesthetically pleasing, right? Like everything. Well, like I said, that's not bad. I like when things look pretty. I have my own house now. I want it to look good, right? But when I become obsessed with that, it's not good. That's wrong. Same with like, we had pizza tonight, right? Do you guys like food? Yeah, you guys like food, right? I know you like food. I know you like to drink soda, pop, whatever you call it. Oh, we forgot to open it at the same time. You forgot that. That is such a sad day. You're all already drinking it, okay. It's okay. Next time, someone has to say it next time. Sean will remember next time. It's okay, I, I don't drink pop, but that's okay. Okay, but... um. I'll bring sparkling water. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but, but um, so like in the same way that if you ate pizza for every single meal, every single day, that's not, that's, no, Sean, that is not good. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Oh, that's that. Okay. Whoever said that? That is not good. No, that is unhealthy. I know they make breakfast pizza, but it's greasy and it's gross. You don't need that every day, let alone one day. Okay. But in the same way that when you're eating food, right, you are able to discern maybe I sh- maybe I shouldn't eat glazed donuts and like 15 of them. You know, you're like, maybe I should eat, have a little bit of balance, right? In the same way that we discern what foods we should eat, or our mom is still teaching us how to discern, maybe, if some of us, maybe, I don't know. Hopefully you guys are old, but I don't know. It's hard sometimes. But in the same way that we discern the food that we eat, we need to discern the things that we're ingesting when we're looking. Because it, just like food affects your body, it it affects your mind. It affects what you think you can do, who you think you are, who you think you can be. It affects a lot more. It's even scarier a little bit than what some of the foods you might put in that are bad. It's scarier because it has longer, scarier effects. Okay? And really quick, I want to go through this checklist of things that indicate you've had too much social media. Okay? Like, you know when your stomach hurts after Thanksgiving and you're like, oh, I can't put anymore. You're like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, like that's what you do, right? Because it's Thanksgiving, so that's the day you do it. But any other day, I hope at least, when you get to that point, you stop. But so here's some things that indicate when you've had too much, feeling a little full on social media. Okay? First thing you do in the morning, you check. During the day, you check. You get anxious when you can't. Check. When I say check, you know what I'm talking about. Social media, all the things. And you overthink what you, what you post, and you constantly check how your posts are doing after you post. I know this sounds so, but we do it. I know we do it. I've done it before. I know that we do it. You neglect the things or your things you need to do, or for instance, like a hobby, and trade it for just looking at your phone or you think you hear your phone buzz, but it didn't. Has anyone ever done that before? I usually wear a watch. I took it off so it wouldn't distract me. And I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, and then a couple minutes go by. Sometimes I'm like, oh, no. And then I like look and I'm like, yeah, there's nothing. I'm just like, this is so weird. I'm like, what's, I wasn't even moving my hand. So I'm just like, this is so weird. But it's because I'm so used to the little that I'm just like, Oh, I feel lonely. I want to, I want someone, you know what I mean? It's like my brain just makes it. Okay. But instead, here's some things we could do instead. When you're, we need to maybe lay off a little bit and take a break. And whenever you're tempted to look at it again, when you're having yourself take a break, think, why do I feel so drawn to this? Like I said, it's not all bad, but like, why do I feel so pulled? What will I get out of it? if I spend time doing that right now, instead of maybe my homework or this hobby or calling my friend or talking to my sibling or walking the dog. And then, yeah, like like I said, who can I talk to instead? So who can you be intentional with to have a real, not that social media, you can't have real conversations stem from it, but who can I talk to to have a real conversation about the real day that we just lived in and how I'm doing right now? Even if you're doing good, just because you're doing good, doesn't mean you don't need to connect with someone. Okay, so number two is it's an illusion. Some of it is true that you see. Some of it, totally not. Totally, 
not. And you know what? Everyone, when they go to post, they're looking for, myself included, I have 100% done this, but looking for the best, like, angle, whether it's a room, whether it's my face, whether it's a picture of me and my husband Jordan, whatever it is, right? You're looking for the best angle. And when you, you take a bunch of pictures, and then you put the one that you think looks the best, right? Like I said, that's not bad. But if everyone is doing that, and that's all we look at all day, then we're just looking at seemingly perfect things all the time. And like, even though it might be true in that moment, it's not true of their whole life. You know, and we forget that, I think. I think we just like forget that. And then we just start feeling really like, oh my gosh, like my life is so not good and everything's just a mess. And I'm just like, ah, oh, and I don't even feel good today. And I need food. And it's just like, no, just like calm down. Their life looks like that too. There's this lady that I would always um, follow on social media because I always liked the way that her house was, right? Everything was like super put together, super cute, super good, organized, aesthetically pleasing, all the things. And then one day she's like, yeah, but you can't see my upstairs because it's a wreck. So it's like only her basement, like the living room and kitchen was the only parts that looked really good. And then she's like, yeah, we don't go upstairs because if you go upstairs, you'd be like, oh wow, what? you would maybe stop following me or whatever. But it's like, no, that's real. That's true. Like, you know, it's like she was, but to that point, she was only showing what looked you know, like perfect. And then she got like convicted about it. And she's like, I need to show that it's not like that all the time. And then another thing that is um, an illusion that I hadn't, couldn't decide if I was going to talk about or not, but I'm not going to talk about it for very long, but is the fact of like on social media and like YouTube, all of the things you see things like pornographic images everywhere. You're not supposed to see that. It's your choice. It, how much that you see that, even though it's there, you can get rid of it or you can make it worse, right? And this one, like specifically, I mean, I think it goes for guys and girls, but especially guys, like that, you know, the things that that does to your brain, it literally rewires your brain. For the sake of time, I'm not going to go all the way into it, but I'm saying you might think you like it, but I'm telling you it's not worth it. And I'm telling you that, that there, the reason that you th think that you're enjoying that now, that one day, whenever you are, I'm assuming, who in here would like to one day be married and have a godly family? I think everyone, right? Okay, so all of you just proved to me that you want to fight for your future marriage, which means when you're looking, you better be thinking about what you're affecting because it matters. I know you think it doesn't matter when you're alone. I'm telling you one day, you think you're alone now. It will come out. It will. You will have to work through it, but I'm not, God will redeem anything. But I'm saying it matters. It matters a lot. And also, for also a little bit more towards the side of the ladies, girls, modesty matters. I see people on Instagram now, they just put their stuff out everywhere. That is not what you do. You want a godly husband? That is not what you do. Even for the sake of your own self, that is not what you do. You are loved so much, you don't need to be doing any of that. Like, your body is a temple, both girls and boys, guys and girls. Your body is a temple. You need to act like it is. 
and you need to protect it like it is. Whether it's your mind or what is seen, it needs to be protected. And it's your job to protect it. God will help you, but he will not do it for you. It's your job. And people around, if you ask for help, we will help you, but we can't do it all. It's your job. God gave that responsibility to you, so you have to do it. You have to fight for it, but you can. You can. Okay, and let me see. Now I'm like, I got really into that. I'm like, let me just like regroup for a second. Just one second. I think maybe we all just need to regroup for a second, but I'm just like, let me think for a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just in all of those things, we just need to check our hearts and just remember, like we said, that we all want, when we, one day we all want to be married, and so we just need to fight for it now. But then also we have to realize, which we are right now, and you guys are all agreeing, me with, agreeing with me, which means I know that you guys realize it too, but we can't overcome what we don't acknowledge. So if we don't acknowledge that's a problem, we will leave it the way that it is. If we don't acknowledge that we need to do something about it, we won't. So we have to acknowledge that it's a problem so that then we can work on fixing the problem. Okay, and the reason that we strive for those things, whether it's attention or a certain feeling, it's because we strive for those things because we have a desire for a deep relationship on the inside. We strive for that because God put it there, because God made us relational beings, which means we want deep relationships. And God wants a deep relationship with you. And whether you realize it or not, you desire for Jesus. So what you, like whenever you're feeling that, or you're feeling like, like insecure in a moment, you just need more of Jesus. And you might think it's too hard to wait, or it's too hard. It's like, it might be hard, but you can do it, and Jesus is enough for you for now, for until you're married, and for forever. Jesus is all enough. Jesus is always enough, okay? Okay, number three. To be free, you have to be content with you and who God made you. And to be honest, I'm still learning that. I think I'll be learning it the rest of my life. It's, not, it's something that's just a learning process. It's a learning journey. But really quick, just as a side note, I can't go into this right now, but in this day and age, people will tell you you can be and do whatever you want. On that, like I said, I can't talk a lot, but I will say this. Your truth keeps you comfortable. God's truth always requires or causes that you change. God made you who you are on purpose, but you will never be free until you see that you're not supposed to be someone else, that you're you, and that's a good thing. You can't be content with what you're always comparing. If you are always comparing, you will never be content because you'll always be thinking about something else or wishing you were somewhere else. How do I know? Because I've tried over and over and over and over. And I'm guessing that you have too. In Galatians 4, 4 through 6, it says, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you don't need, you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you. God is saying, you. 
I know we read the Bible sometimes, and you're just like, oh, it's for all humanity. It is, but it's for you, because you're a part of all of humanity. And plans to prosper you and not to harm you, and plans to give you a future and a hope. Realize that and throw away the lies and replace them. The way you get rid of lies is not just by like thinking, oh my gosh, I need to stop thinking that. Oh my gosh. If you do that, you're just making the problem bigger because you're just thinking about how you're still thinking about the problem. It's still a problem. You have to replace it with truth. And to do that, a way that helps a lot is by pressing into the right people. Guys, you got to have the right people in your life. If you don't have the right people in your life, and you'll go to places you never, ever wanted to go. There's a quote, and I'm sure you've heard it. It says, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. That is very true. And also about this, whenever, because I have, well, I'm not, trying not to go too long, but, so I've known, or at least recently, that something that God has called me to do is what I'm doing right now, which is speaking. But I haven't done it in a long time, especially in front of a group of people, right? So leading up to this day, I've been thinking about this, rethinking about this. I realized that this is a bad shirt to wear because I'm sweating. And if, yeah, I was like, and then I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, this is not good. And I've just been thinking about it and like worrying about it because the enemy has just been trying to pull me down, drag me out. And then, you know what though? God showed me, even just in the time of worship and in the verse that Sean shared, that he is right here, right now, and this is exactly where I'm supposed to be at this exact moment, is right here with you guys. Because you know what? I was, the part about how I was talking about um, modesty and pornography, I wasn't going to do that until this afternoon. And I was just thinking, and God was like, you need to talk about that. And I was like, oh wow, okay. Because that's, I know that's a heavy thing. That's very heavy. Like you guys aren't used to listening to me, and I'm just going to be like, don't do it. Don't look at it. And I'm just like, it seems really weighty, right? But then um, as I was looking at that today and just reading about certain things from like a Christian perspective, then they had put that verse in there. Those who, those who look to him are radiant and their faces will not be ashamed. And then Sean said that and I was like, wow. And it's like God was saying, you're right on with what I'm telling you to say. And I'm saying that to you now because there are moments, there are places, there are people that God wants you to go to. You. He will, and he will show you even when you're worried, even when you're thinking about what other people are thinking, even when that's what you're talking about. And he will show you that you can be confident even in that moment because he, he has things like that for every single one of you. But this thing with social media and being stuck on it and set in it all the time, it will hinder you if you let it. That's why it's such a big deal. It seems, the fact that we do it so often, it seems so much like nothing, that is almost worse because we don't realize the power that it has in taking things away. But we need to. We need to realize that. We have so many options, so much available to us, so much knowledge. Sometimes it just even stops us from doing things, stops us from moving, right? Which is kind of what I was talking about. Like, it just kind of stops me sometimes. And I'm just like, oh. or like, we'll just second guess sometimes. There'll be so many options available to us because everything is known that then sometimes we're just like, well, then I'm just not going to do anything, right? Because it can be so overwhelming. 
sometimes. They'll be like, well, then I'll just not do anything, or I don't know what I'll do. But that in and of itself is another just kind of like trick. And one quick thing really here, really quick, that I wasn't going to say that I think is interesting, that I learned about when we ingest too much social media, then our brain gets so overwhelmed that we become so overwhelmed so much that our brain reacts by not engaging in anything that we're looking at. Because we don't, because there's so much that our brain's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it reads it as a threat. So then we don't like, then we just keep scrolling and surfing instead of diving in to anything. And a lot of times then we're on our phones, we're on social media so much that that's how we live our lives. Just surfing, never really diving in. We live very surface lives. But God has so much more. Literally so much more than that. But we just have to be willing to take a break from this. Just go hide it for like two hours. Sometimes for the first 15 minutes, you'll be like, what am I doing? But then after that, you'll forget that you even put your phone down. You'll forget that you even left it somewhere. But that's good. We should have times when we forget where it is or when we forget to respond to people. You know what I mean? Because we're present with the ones that are right there. That is important. Okay. So number four, okay, wait, before I say number four, just about the decision thing, like how we sometimes will let everything overwhelm us so that we don't make a decision. And I just want to say something about that because whenever a few years ago I have, was in that, I was like, oh my gosh, there's way too many options. I can't figure out what to do because I just am so overwhelmed. So then I was like, I don't know, I'll just get a job somewhere because I had just recently graduated. So I was like, I'll just start working. So then I thought that I was going to work at the grocery store called Price Chopper, you know? I act like that's a thing you haven't heard of. I know you've all heard of it. <laughs> yeah, price stopper, right? But then it didn't work. So then I ended up working at Hy-Vee. I thought nothing of it. But then the guy that I'm married to, I met him there. He got saved and we got married. So like in the times when you think, oh my gosh, there's too many opportunities. I have no idea what to do. But then you just take a second, pause, pray, and then decide on something. Just know that God is with you there. You don't have to make some perfect decision. You just have to start going. And God will meet you where you are and show you where you're supposed to be. Don't let the overthinking just stump you, okay? Okay, so number four, the last one. Sometimes you have to decide, you know what? I don't really care. And that's the title of the message. I know we're towards the end of it. But, and I need to hurry. Oh my gosh, I need to hurry. Okay, let me explain. There's so much info out there and it's always accessible. And there's so many things that we think about all the time. And sometimes we just need to decide, you know what? I don't really care. I don't care what someone thinks if I post about Jesus. I don't care what everyone is doing on TikTok all the time. I don't care if people judging me with the kid who, if I sit with the kid who sits alone. I don't care about how everyone else looks at pornography and they're trying to show it to me. You just have to be like, you know what? I don't really care. I don't care how everyone else dresses immodestly. Some things we just need to say, you know what? I don't really care. In the Bible, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. But by the testing, you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable. Because we spend so much time focusing on what the world cares about and what social media cares about, we totally forget, don't even make time for what God cares about and what God says. And like I said earlier, we cannot overcome what we won't acknowledge. And God cares about us. He cares about you, and it makes him sad when we 
Compare so much and strive for things that do not matter in the long run. And God cares about our thought life. He cares about our heart condition. He cares about your family. And he cares about social media and its effect on you. And he cares about the things that you're scared about. He cares about the things that you want. He cares about the things that you think are amazing. He cares about the things that you don't like and how you don't even like them. He cares about you. In the Bible, it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart, which means he wants to give you what you want, but you have to go to him first. There's a process. And but through all of these things, we have to make space for God. If we're always making space only for this and never for God, that will show in our lives. But if we make room for God in what he says, what he's doing, and what he wants to do through us, even through things like social media, in our schools, and where we are, and all those sorts of things, then he will move in them. In Philippians 4, 8, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, lovely, me and my words, okay, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So those are the things that we're supposed to care about. Those are the things that we're supposed to think about. I'm not saying that social media is bad. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we have to just realize what God says, okay? And I'm going to go ahead and close with that. I left little sticky notes on your seat. You don't have to use them, but I just put them there so that then if there's something that you need to be like, you know what, I don't really care about that anymore, whether it's like spending too much time on social media or like saying you're going to commit to not doing it so much or whether it's something that you know that God cares about you or is trying to show you but you keep ignoring him or pushing him away or pushing someone in your life that you know God has put there away then you can write it down and then sometime this week you can try to just like talk to God about it talk to someone you know about it because there's so much more to our lives than what we've been scrolling through and God wants to show it to us. And he has so many good things. And, not, and we can even use the scrolling sometimes. But we just need to realize these things. Okay. So we're totally out of time. So I'm going to pray really quick. And we'll end it, okay? Okay. So God, I just thank you for this evening. I just thank you for everything that you've done. And that you are so good, God. And that you love us so, so much. And God, I just pray that you would help us to say, you know what, I don't really care about the things that we need to push to the side, and that we would press into you, God, and the things that you are saying, and we would get with you and your plan, and care about the things that you care about. Learn about the things that you want us to learn about, God, and that we would just press into that, and that even though in our lives we are so used to knowing everything before it's time, God, I pray that you would instill in us hearts of wonder. God, that we would wonder what you're doing. We would wonder what you're up to. We would wonder what you want to do in us and what you want to show us and what you want to use us in. And I just pray that over us, God, a spirit of wonder for you and who you are. We just thank you for that, God, and thank you for everything that you've done. I pray that we would have confidence as we go in the fact that we will look different, but that is okay. That is even good. We thank you for it, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.